The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xu umo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house and I screamed. <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hi, this is Newt. Due to the virus, I'm recording from home, so you may notice a difference in audio quality. On this episode of Newt's World, C.J. Pearson is 18 years old. He's a young, black conservative from Georgia who is currently a freshman at the University of Alabama. Hate to say that to all of our Bulldog friends, but we're dedicated to the truth here at Gingrich 360. CJ is recognized as one of the leading conservative voices of his generation, Gen Z. A role he has had since his 2015 YouTube video entitled, President Obama, Do You Really Love America? Speaking out against then President Barack Obama's leadership. CJ has garnered a national following inspiring millions of Americans, young and old. He is the founder and president of the Free Thinker Project. CJ is also our most recent addition to our talented group of conservative voices at the Gingrich 360 Network. CJ's new podcast is entitled CJ Pearson Uncensored and is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. The first three episodes are out now. You can listen to CJ Pearson Uncensored through the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcast, I'm really pleased to welcome my guest, a remarkable young man, C.J. Pearson. You said at one point, I refuse to share a political party with cowards, either stand up for this president and fight or get the hell out. You're 18 years old. And you cast your first vote in an election on Tuesday, November the 3rd. What was that experience like? 
Well, first and foremost, Speaker Gingrich, I want to thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm a huge fan of you and you're a huge inspiration of me and have been um, for such a long time. And I've got to tell you, you know, this election has been an incredible, a crazy thing. Casting that first vote, having been involved in politics for so long, it felt so surreal because it's like I've been knocking on doors and making phone calls since I was 12 years old before I could even vote. And to finally have the opportunity to vote for a candidate like President Trump was an experience I'll never forget. So tell me about your hashtag, Stop the Steal, and your efforts to support President Trump's reelection. One thing that I've been very focused on since this election is the importance of election integrity. What we saw this past Tuesday was an entire process riddled with allegations of fraud, allegations of impropriety, and a lot of just shady things happening that undermine the confidence of the American people and our democracy. America is not a banana republic. We are not a third world country. There is no reason that people should not be able to have faith in our elections and the way it is conducted. But what we've seen in Michigan, what we've seen in Wisconsin, and what we've even seen in my home state of Georgia should unsettle every single American who actually cares about the rightful person being elected president of the United States. What Stop the Seal is all about, it's not even just about Donald Trump being reelected president of the United States. It's about ensuring that the American people are again able to have confidence in the ability to conduct free and fair elections. I cast my first vote just a week ago. There is no reason that my confidence in our republic, in our democracy, in our ability to conduct elections should already be rocked. There is no reason for that. What we should be doing is rooting out fraud, rooting out these improprieties, and ensuring that only legal votes are being cast. That is all we're asking. We're not asking for people's votes to stop being counted. We're asking for fairness and integrity in our elections. And the left, I think it's very showing that they're against that. I have to ask you for a second. Growing up in Grovetown, how did you end up being a conservative? It's kind of a wild story. I grew up in the Deep South, raised by grandparents who were as progressive as you can come. They've never voted for a Republican in their life. They're not Republicans today. They're not supporters of Donald Trump by any means. But for me, it was really just about finding my own way ideologically. I wanted to figure out for my own self what my political beliefs were and what my values were. And I remember actually in the second grade, it was the 2008 presidential election. And my second grade teacher, Mrs. Best, wanted us to do what every good American was doing at the time. She wanted us to watch the debates, read the newspaper, and then at the end of that week, we were going to cast our vote for president in our second grade mock election. And I remember one day watching the debate on CNN with Candy Crowley between John McCain and President Obama, and just looking at that stage and realizing that I wanted to do that one day. I didn't know what they were talking about, really. I was a six or seven-year-old boy. I had no idea what healthcare reform really meant, but I knew that what they were talking about was something that was really important. And I also remember at the end of that week casting my vote for John McCain. And it was because of the fact that he had served his country for so long. He had given so much to America. Would I make that same vote today? <laughs> I'm not too sure. But looking back on that, I, I wanted to figure out where I was and, and who I was politically. And that really just led to me reading everything I could get my hands on. It led to me reading the Constitution, reading the Federalist Papers, and just realizing at a certain point that, wow, like I'm a conservative. These things that conservatism is based upon, what it's founded upon, they're common sense ideals, they're common sense values, the idea that you shouldn't spend more than you take in, the idea that economic opportunity is something that we should strive for, not just be given. The idea that the Second Amendment is not something that's just about 
hunting or you know shooting skeet but it's about protecting yourself against the idea or the notions of tyrannical government all of these values these values about being pro-family pro-god these were values that i grew up around and it's true that while my grandparents voted democrat every single election and they're democrats themselves and proud of it they're conservatives when it comes to their value system i grew up going to church every single sunday i grew up being taught and told every single day about the importance and value of family and so becoming a conservative wasn't a huge jump for me because at my age being so young going into politics i wasn't tainted or corrupted by this idea that the color of my skin should dictate my politics and it's that type of purity that was just really made by the fact that i was so young and i hadn't grown up around this idea that blackness was inherently supposed to mean that i'm supposed to be liberal or supposed to be democrat it really made the idea or my embrace of conservatism a whole lot easier than it would have been for a lot of older people and i'm grateful for that so i'm curious how have your grandparents responded to your fame as a conservative you know i will say starting out it was definitely something that took them aback you know you mentioned earlier in the show about that video that i made when i was 12 years old called president obama do you love america and that video I did not expect it to go viral at all, but when I posted it, and I mean almost overnight, it got like 2 million views and it was absolutely crazy. I was a seventh grader who just had something to say, like something to get off of my chest. And I said what I had to say. And what's funny about it mostly is that my grandparents had no idea that I made that video until they saw it on Fox News the next day. It was just on TV in the living room one day and my grandma was walking through the living room and he saw it on TV and he was like, CJ, come in the living room now. And he was like, totally just so mad about it because he was a big supporter of President Obama. And he just got asked, how can you talk about the first black president like that? And I was just like, well, like, this is just what I believe. This is just how I feel. And, you know, for a long time, it definitely did take some getting used to. There was an adjustment period. But what they realized is that they raised me to be an independent person. They raised me to be a free thinker and they can't be mad at me for that. And so it definitely was a adjustment period in, in a sense, but they definitely came around to it. Since then, they've realized that I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep being vocal about the things I believe in, and they should as well. We just kind of operate from a place of mutual respect at this point, which is great. That's great. Despite or because of your rising fame, you were actually president of the student body in middle school. How did that happen? Yeah, so I was actually a funny story. Back then, I was like the youngest elected student body president in my middle school's history. I think I won as like a seventh grader, which was pretty wild. And so it kind of started off a huge string of activism for me, which has kind of led me to, I guess, where I am today. It started at the school level. And now what we're doing here is even more. We're really just focused on building upon that. And just really encouraging more young people to be vocal and to speak up for what they believe in. For me, it started just being in the student body, and now it's led to me encouraging other conservative youth across the country to be bold in their truth, to rise up, to vote, to boldly fight for their country and for its ideals and for the fact that America is indeed the greatest country in the world. But it will only be that as long as we fight to preserve it. It's so funny that it started with a middle school election, but I've always been outspoken, I've always been vocal, and there's no indication that that will change. So it's been a very fun ride.
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hard work has already paid off and you are on a slate of electors should President Trump carry Georgia. What does it mean to you to be an elector for President Trump? It's huge. And if we can stop the steal, then I actually will have that opportunity to be an elector, which I'm super excited about. It's an honor. When I was first starting out in politics, I was just a kid really wanting to make a difference. I wanted to fight for what I believed in. I wanted to fight for my ideals. I wanted to express my values. And if you would have told 12-year-old me that I would be where I am at this point today, I don't think you would have believed it. And to a lot of that, I owe credit to God, who's got me to where I am, You know, who has given me the platform that I have that a lot of people my age don't have. And what I've always tried to do is really show young conservatives that there is a place for them in this movement, that there is a place for them in this country's political dialogue. The, the climate on so many campuses today, the climate in so many high schools today is that 
you have to be incredibly courageous and bold to be a conservative, which is a shame, right? You have to be bold to have an opinion. You have to be bold to believe in the idea that America is a great nation, that the Second Amendment is not the worst thing to ever happen. You have to be bold to believe these things. It's truly an indictment upon the political climate of our times today. But through all of that, what I've always tried to do is just inspire confidence in other young people like me to not be ashamed of who you are, not be ashamed of what you believe. And that if you are bold in your truth, if you are an advocate for your beliefs and ideals, you will find support. You will find people who share those ideals, who share those values, and who will welcome you with open arms. And it's been such an incredible road for me and so grateful and excited about the opportunities that lie ahead, but also the opportunities that have been given me that have allowed me to be here today. I think about it often and I'm grateful every single day. So what's your personal experience been on campus as such an outspoken conservative? You know, it's interesting. What I will say is I have it a lot easier than a lot of other students across the country. I go to the University of Alabama, which for the most part is probably one of the most conservative public colleges in America, which is great. But what I will say is that there is a very vocal minority of liberal students here at this campus who, for obvious reasons, are not very big fans of me. I've had people put notes on my door that say F you and F Donald Trump except they spell out the word. And I've had people walk up to me at, at events and things like that, at, at parties, They're just hanging out with friends. And they go on these long rants talking about how I'm supporting a racist. I'm enabling this man who hates America, who hates gay people, who hates black people, who hates immigrants. It's so funny to me because when they come at me with these arguments, they're so angry, they're so upset, but they never truly know why they believe what they believe. Because when I counter them, when I tell them, you know, how is he such a racist if he's done all these things for HBCUs? He's done all these things for criminal justice reform. He's done all this work when it comes to bringing about the lowest black unemployment rate in our nation's history. All they can do is walk away and they walk away in complete and total silence. And what that tells me about all of this that's happening on our campuses today is that it's the product of indoctrination. Young people are not far gone, really. They're surrounded by liberal ideals every single day. They're surrounded by this notion that the only thing that there is to believe is liberal dogma. But what I will say is that when they are confronted with truth, that is how we open their eyes. But what it will take from conservative students on these campuses is still having the courage and audacity to raise their hands, the audacity to stand up for what they believe, and the audacity to not allow these liberal students who genuinely, again, who have no idea why they believe what they believe to run them over and to push them out and to cancel them. And so that's what I've done. And that's what I've had to do. They can try to intimidate me all they want. They can try to threaten me. They can be mean. They can be rude, whatever. It truly doesn't bother me at all at this point, because I'm going to continue to speak my truth because America is a country worth fighting for. And I think once you believe that in your heart of hearts, once you're energized by that fact that we live in the greatest nation in the world, and it's made that way because of the continued efforts of patriots to ensure that it remains that way, then there's no problem being vocal. There's no problem standing up for what you believe in. With all this kind of dialogue at the campus level, you've also had significant pushback from the big social media giants like Twitter and Facebook. What's your relationship been like with them? You know, ever since I was uh, starting out, I've had a little bit of resistance from big tech. The big thing here about big tech, and it's so important, is that these people like to pretend as if they're creating these platforms for everyone, for all their beliefs to be shared, that they love diversity of opinion, that they love the differences of ideals that people bring to the table, but they don't. 
they have their beliefs that they elevate. They have the beliefs that they suppress. It's happened to me. It's happened to so many conservatives. It's probably most certainly happened to you as well. And it's a story that I hear about every single day. That's how pervasive it is. And what they don't seem to understand is that when they censor ideas, it actually does the exact opposite. It actually makes a lot of those ideas a lot more popular. We talked about Stop the Steal a little bit earlier. They've actually suppressed that hashtag. If you use a post with Stop the Steal on Facebook, it hides the post. Until recently, the same was actually happening on Twitter until they had to reverse their decision. But I think that goes to show exactly what we're talking about here. They censored these ideas because they don't want the American people to be awoke to them. They don't want them to be aware of these truths. They don't want them to be aware of these facts because they realize that the more the people are confronted with conservative ideas and solutions, that they will be inclined to follow them because we have the facts on our sides. We're not just enabled by emotion and then all of this, but we have logic and truth and reason on our side. And when you're exposed to that, you can't help but run towards it. And that's exactly what they're trying to prevent with their censorship. Let me ask you at a practical level, what's your observation about how the voting in Georgia has developed? What's your thinking about how the recount's going to go? You know, what we're seeing in Georgia is unprecedented, right? I think what we saw is a president who got a record number of votes in this election. We're seeing a president who ran up the score with African-American voters who ran it up incredibly high with black males. And that was felt in Georgia. But what we've seen in Georgia in a predominantly red state or historically red state with Republican elected officials holding every single constitutional statewide elected office in the state is we saw some serious problems at the local county level. We saw problems in Fulton County, which is a Democrat stronghold, with GOP poll watchers not being allowed to see votes being tabulated. We saw issues in Savannah and Chatham County with much of the same happening there. And we also see the same things that happened in Michigan and Wisconsin. We would go to sleep. Donald Trump would be leading, right? And then we wake up the next morning and then all of a sudden they found 11,000 votes in Democrat stronghold counties, but we saw no votes coming from historically conservative counties. We didn't see votes coming from Columbia County or Hall County in Georgia. But we saw all these votes, all these votes coming from places like Fulton, places like Chatham, places like these other huge Democrat counties. Those are apparently the only places where these outstanding ballots were. I think that this recount is a great step. But what I will hope to see is that litigation sort this out. I think that will be where the stop and ends. It's going to have to go to the courts. And, and I think we'll see what happens after that. What's your instinct about the two Senate races that still have to be waged in Georgia? How do you see that working out? You know, those races are incredibly important. Now more important than ever before, especially if Biden does by some way end up becoming president, we will need to hold the Senate. And that runs directly through Georgia right now. What I believe, though, is that we'll see both Senators Leffler and Purdue be reelected. And the reason we'll see that is because people now more than ever are seeing the importance of these races, they're seeing the importance of these seats. And I hope that the National Party and everyone is all hands on deck when it comes to those seats. For me, through my own efforts, I'm busing in students from across the country to Georgia. From Alabama, where I currently attend school, I have charter buses lined up next Saturday. We're going to be busing 200 students to Atlanta to knock on doors and make phone calls because of how important this race is. I was talking to friends here in Alabama and I was like, hey guys, this is a huge race. And they're like, CJ, 
okay, we know we want to be there. And so what I will say is that this is front of mind to conservative activists and conservative students all across the country. And we're going to make it happen. We're going to win this race. We're going to win this seat. And we're going to ensure that if Biden does try to do anything, that he's going to have to ask Republicans for permission. There will not be a blank check given to him to enact his radical agenda enabled by the people like AOC or anyone like that. It's going to run through Republican Senate, and I think he's going to meet a lot of resistance there. But I think it's all hands on deck in this upcoming election, and I think it's going to make a big difference in the state of affairs, especially if we win this race. And it's going to be huge. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, you've been busy working as a conservative activist. You have been on campus. And I understand that you actually were required to go through sensitivity training. Tell us about that. Yeah, it is the craziest thing. So we had to hear from a sensitivity trainer who her entire profession is racial bias training. And on this Zoom call that was required for so many of us to watch, we listen to her compare Donald Trump to Hitler. We listened to her say that he would sleep at night with Hitler's manifesto on his nightstand. How she knew this, God knows how, right? She told us that white people were bringing America down. They're talking about how apparently black people were going to be sent to Africa and all of these things. And this was required for people to watch. And this wasn't about tolerance or diversity. This wasn't about striving towards diversity or anything like that. This was literally this woman on this Zoom call just totally dissing half of 
the campus's political beliefs, probably a lot more than half. Comparing the duly elected president of the United States to Hitler, calling him a Nazi. It was the most ridiculous thing, and it was an indictment upon the state of public education in this country, and the indictment upon of higher education at large in this country. Because what we saw, if this is happening in the University of Alabama, imagine where else it's happening. It's definitely a whole lot worse. Like I said, I have it a lot easier than a lot of other students across the country. And that's the one type of privilege that I'll acknowledge that I have here. It's really an indictment upon higher education in this country. What we are seeing now more than ever is students being told what to think and not how to think. And that's not the aim of education. As a former professor, I know that's something that you would probably agree with is that we have seen a departure from the true meaning of education in this country. And it's a shame. I see you as an example of how the next generation is going to be a great shock to all the liberals who were convinced that somehow magically their way was going to be accepted and people would roll over. But part of what you've done to build on all the things you've already accomplished is you've created the Free Thinker Project. Tell us a little bit about the Free Thinker Project. What is it exactly? Definitely. So the Freethinker Project is a nonprofit organization focused on bringing unheard truths to communities of people that have long been misled by the left. For decades, the left has almost successfully been able to categorize the right as a racist group of people who hate women, who hate gay people, and who hate any type of minorities. But what they have failed to actually be real with is the fact that history actually tells a very different story. It was conservatives who freed the slaves. There was Republicans who were the abolitionists. There was Republicans who fought for the right of women to vote. That doesn't sound like a party to me that hates women. That doesn't sound like a party to me that hates black people. And admitting the history of the Republican Party, they've also admitted their own history. They've admitted the fact that it was Democrats that founded the KKK. It was Democrats that fought hard for Jim Crow laws and fought to keep black people away from the polls. They talk a lot about voter suppression today, but what they fail to acknowledge is the fact that they are the architects of voter suppression. They were the architects of things like poll taxes. They were the architects of things like terrorist organizations like the KKK that fought to keep black people away from voting, exercising their right to vote, that Republicans fought to give them, that Republicans fought to give black people the right to vote in this country. And what we want to do is just expose young people to these truths, expose them to facts that they're not being taught about in schools, that's not being expressed to them in any way. That's what we're focused on. What I'm really most excited about is our new initiative called Retake Georgia, where we're going to be focused on ensuring that the GOP majority in the Senate is maintained, and that runs through Georgia in this upcoming election, but also, too, that we correct the fundamental issues that we saw in this election arise, these issues with election integrity, these issues with voter fraud. We want to ensure that Georgia doesn't become another state that is lost to the left because of their shady tactics and nefarious means to steal the election from the American people, and we're going to be fighting hard to ensure that doesn't happen ever again in any election in this upcoming cycle. That's great. I'm really very impressed with how many different things you've done. But I have to ask you, what is your ultimate professional goal? That's a great question. For me, I'm a person who really takes every day at a time. One day, if given the opportunity, I'd love to serve the country that's given so much to me. I've grown up in the greatest country in the world. As I mentioned before, America isn't just accidentally great. It didn't just happen overnight. It was through the efforts of patriots like yourself who have given so much to this country over such a long period of time that have cultivated the greatness of this country. And maybe one day I hope to be a part of that and really just give back to this nation. In the short term, what I will tell you, what I'm focused on is being vocal about the fact that 
conservatism isn't what the left has made it out to be. That it is about promoting opportunities, about giving everyone a shot at the American dream. It's about the idea that where you begin in this world isn't where you have to end up. It's about the idea that the Constitution of the United States does still matter, that the Founding Fathers had a pretty good idea of what this country is, where it should be, and we should probably remember what those ideals were. What I will say is in the short term to the left, you'll be hearing a lot from me, and I'll be more vocal now more than ever because we have to be. We are in a fight for this nation, and we are at a time of choosing, as Reagan once said, where we have to decide what our nation will be and where we will go. And I'm going to ensure I'm going to fight as hard as I can to make sure that America remains on the path of opportunity that has been cultivated by conservatism in this country, because that's what my generation deserves. I'm going to fight as hard as I can to ensure that's the reality and that the radical left doesn't ever have the opportunity to get the stronghold that they're so desperately vying for in this country. You're the kind of young creative leader that gives me hope for America's future. And the framework of everything you're doing, tell us about your podcast. I'm so excited to be working with you guys on this podcast and being a part of the Gingers 360 family. It is such an honor, such a blessing to be working with you guys. And the name of my podcast is CJ Pearson Uncensored. And really what it's all about is about giving unfiltered truth. We live in a country where there is truly a war on truth now more than ever before. People are afraid to be conservative now because they're scared of being canceled. They're scared of being ostracized. They're scared of losing their job, losing their career and all of these things. And I hate that we live in a country like that today. This is America that was founded upon the ideas of, of freedom of expression, freedom of speech. The left is free to say whatever they want to say. The left is free to go be vocal about whatever they want to be vocal about. They're free to burn down cities and communities if they want to. And they get to say that they're just angry and they get a pass for it. So why can't I be conservative? Why can't I be vocal about what I believe in? Why can't I be proud of the fact that I believe that America is actually not that bad and not just not that bad, but exceptional. And that's what we're talking about every single week on CJ Pearson Uncensored. We're talking about the biggest stories of the week and we're talking about it in a totally non-PC way. I'm over political correctness. I'm over the idea that I should hold my tongue when it comes to being honest and being truthful because America has way too many people like that, way too many people who are willing to just shut up and be told to sit in a corner and just to be quiet. I'm not one of those people. I'm going to be vocal. I'm going to do that every single week on CJ Pearson Uncensored. Who are some of your guests going to be? We have some great people lined up. We have folks like Madison Cawthorn, who was recently elected to be the youngest congressman in like history, which is totally cool. Someone I really look up to in that regard, who is going to definitely be the future of our party in a lot of ways, a name you're going to be hearing a lot of in the months and years to come. We have folks like Christian Walker, who has encountered a lot of success online, who's the son of Herschel Walker, who is quite the celebrity in his own right. And so we're super excited about that. But we have an incredible lineup of even more guests who are going to be giving the same types of takes that I'm talking about unfiltered truth, complete honesty. It's going to be a great lineup, and we're super excited about all there is to come. Well, we're very excited to be working with you, and I really appreciate you joining us. New episodes of CJ's podcast, CJ Pearson Uncensored, are released every Thursday. This podcast is available at Gingrich360.com, on the iHeartMedia app, and wherever you get your podcast. And now, here's a sneak peek of C.J. Pearson's Uncensored. I've been a little concerned 
over the past few days and since the week of the election because I've seen some people in our own ranks. I've seen some Republicans who I won't mention here. You know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're just going through a phase. Okay, there's more than enough time for them to correct themselves. But I've seen a little bit of cowardice from them. That they're looking at what happened with the election and they're saying that maybe this is a sign that we need to be more moderate. We need to be less honest. We need to be more politically correct. We need to be more PC. We need the left to like us some more. We need the left to adore us some more. And I'm just sitting around and I'm like, where did you get that sign from? Guys, it is literally sickening. And I refuse to be a part of a political party in which I am surrounded by cowards. I refuse. It is literally sickening. Donald Trump, over the course of the past four years, has shown us the merits of a president that fights, of politicians that fight, of politicians that look at what the elite, the mainstream media want us to do, want us to say, and say, I don't care about you. I serve one person, I serve one group of people, and that group of people are the American people. Everyday Americans, we've seen what that has done for this country. We've seen what a president who is unshackled unshackled by this idea that we need to cater to people that hate us, that people that hate us can do for this country. When you have a president who doesn't care about any of that, any of the pleasantries or any of the political correctness, but just simply cares about doing what he was elected to do, doing what he said he would do, reviving the economy, securing our border, Lowest black unemployment rate, all these things. He said he would do it, and he did every single thing he said he would do, and he did it even without credit. He didn't care if he didn't get credit from Nancy Pelosi or or Mitt Romney or whoever it was. He didn't care. He cared about simply getting the job done. And that's what we need more of, not less of. And if Republicans think that the answer to what happened on Tuesday is to be more cowardly, to be a little bit more timid, to back down in the face of a fight, then they are wrong and they need to resign from office because we deserve a party with some backbone. We deserve a party with the gall to fight, with the courage to rise up and do a damn thing when the left tries to attack us and attack the entities upon which our country was built. Thank you to my guest, CJ Pearson. You can read more about CJ's story and get a link to his podcast on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Debbie Myers. Our producer is Garnsey Sloan. And our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. Please email me with your questions at gingrich360.com slash questions. I'll answer a selection of questions in future episodes. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com.